Green Team Academy podcast, episode 35, A Day of Gratitude and Mourning with Native American Wisdom. If you're ready to become an eco-leader in your community, then you're in the right place. I'm Joan Gregerson, and I work to help teams make a big impact fast. Don't forget to head over to greenteamacademy.com to get your very own Green Team Essentials. I put these together for you because this is exactly what I wished I had had when I was starting out. Join our fabulous community, download the free guide to 12 common but easily avoidable mistakes, and hop into our podcast discussion group. I can't wait to meet you there. And now, let's get started. Howdy, howdy, green team. Welcome back. I'm guessing that we were probably all taught the same Thanksgiving story in elementary school. The pilgrims arrived in 1620. They were weak from that crossing. And when they arrived, they were unable to care for themselves. The Native Americans that they met took pity on them and helped them through the year. And at some point, they all sat down, had a big feast together. Everybody lived happily ever after the end. But as you know, the story is more complicated than that. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is the fact that not all Americans celebrate Thanksgiving simply by having a big turkey dinner. Native Americans, many Native Americans mark that same date, the fourth Thursday of November, as a national day of mourning. And so in this episode, I know that it's not easy, but I think it is possible for all of us to hold this day as both a day of gratitude and a time to be with those that we love, and also to, at the same time, be able to hold it as a remembrance of the genocide and the loss of Native wisdom in our culture, and especially our leaders, and the loss of individual people. I don't know if you know about the National Day of Mourning, but what it is, is it's something that was started in 1970 by the United Native American Indians of New England. And the idea is that people, mostly indigenous people, gather in Plymouth and march, and it is to not to celebrate the arrival of the pilgrims and other European settlers, but instead to, as a reminder of the genocide of millions of Native peoples, the, the theft of Native lands, and the relentless assault on Native culture. This is from their website. But it's also, it's also a spiritual day where a lot of the participants will fast as part of this. So it's a day of remembrance and spiritual connection, as well as a protest of the racism and oppression that Native people continue to experience. And as I've been putting together materials for all the different trainings that I'm doing with Green Team Academy, I often reach back to Indigenous quotes to to capture these ideas that that are not that common in our modern day vernacular and and in addition one of the things i've been doing lately is reading a book 
called Native American Wisdom. And this summarizes a lot of the different quotes that are out there. And one of the interesting things that they mentioned is that a lot of the other traditions, let's say um, Christianity or Buddhism or, you know, on and on, a lot of these other traditions have rely on writ- on the written word. And because Native Americans relied on oratory, on storytelling one in one generation to the next, and uh, that that a lot of that wisdom was not readily available for people. So what I'm thinking about a lot right now is the loss of all of those individuals and and even, I don't want to say even more so, but even uh, from a different perspective, to think about, you know, how different would it have been if, if when the pilgrims came, when the different European settlers came, if instead of bringing that perspective that nature is to be mastered, instead of doing that, if, if those people would have said, oh, wow, okay, look at these, these people that have been living here for hundreds, maybe thousand or more years, what do they know? What are their, what have they figured out? What are the things that they, what is their wisdom? What are their traditions? And they're experts at living here. What can we learn from them? And, and although this what if experience is not, uh, it, I don't want it to feel like an indulgent waste of time. But instead, I think if you can, so in a, in a couple minutes, I'm going to read to you some of the quotes that I have pulled together. So as you read them, if you think about what if our leaders would be saying things like this, because we as people that want to make a big positive impact on the environment, that societal transformation is where it's at. You know, when we work on projects together, what we're doing is building community. But that project is not in and of itself the societal transformation that we need. That is the foundation, the getting people together and talking to each other. You need that. So, but if we had leaders who spoke like this, how could things be different? So not just how would have they have been different, but if we can become those leaders, or if we can support those leaders, find those leaders that speak like this, that could be a way to fast track this societal transformation that we're hoping for. Okay, so anyhow, so just pull up a chair and kick back for a minute while you listen to these quotes and imagine our current leaders saying these kinds of things. I'm going to start with a quote from Chief Seattle, who lived from about 1786 to 1866. Will you teach your children what we have taught our children? That the earth is our mother? What befalls the earth befalls all the sons of the earth? 
This we know, the earth does not belong to man. Man belongs to the earth. All things are connected like the blood that unites us all. Man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Whatever he does to the web, he does to himself. One thing we know, our God is also your God. The earth is precious to him, and to harm the earth is to heap contempt on its creator. The next quote is from Red Cloud, who lived from 1822 to 1909. I am poor and naked, but I am the chief of the nation. We do not want riches, but we do want to train our children right. Riches would do us no good. We could not take them with us to the other world. We do not want riches. We want peace and love. And now I'm moving on to some of the Native Americans that are with us, that are living now. And that's one of the key things that many of the Native American movements would like allies to do is to remember and to remind people that Native Americans are alive and well and strong. And so this idea that we can have leaders that talk like this, well, one way to do that is to research and find these leaders that are amongst us right now. So we're going to start with Chief Orrin Lyons. He was born in 1930. He's 88 years old right now. All things are bound together. All things connect. Whatever befalls the earth befalls also the children of the earth. I do not see a delegation for the four-footed. I see no seat for the eagles. We forget and we consider ourselves superior, but we are, after all, a mere part of the creation, and we must continue to understand where we are, and we stand between the mountain and the ant, somewhere and there only as part of the creation. Man sometimes thinks he's been elevated to be the controller, the ruler, but he's not. He's only part of the whole. Man's job is not to exploit, but to oversee, to be a steward. Man has responsibility, not power. The environment isn't over here. The environment isn't over there. You are the environment. What you people call your natural resources, our people call our relatives. Next up is Winona LaDuke. She was born in 1959, just one year before I was. If we build a society based on honoring the earth, we build a society which is sustainable and has the capacity to support all life forms. Let us be the ancestors our descendants will thank. The difference between a white man and an Indian is this. A white man wants to leave money to his children. An Indian wants to leave forests. Okay, I just want to preface something here about this next quote. When you think about what this coming weekend has turned into, 
So Thanksgiving with usually an inordinate amount of food. And then the day after with Black Friday sales. So consumption on into Monday with Cyber Monday sales. This quote from Winona LaDuke. The essence of the problem is about consumption. Recognizing that a society that consumes one-third of the world's resources is unsustainable. This level of consumption requires constant intervention into other people's lands. That's what's going on. We are a part of everything that is beneath us, above us, and around us. Our past is our present, our present is our future, and our future is seven generations, past and present. Power is not brute force and money. Power is in your spirit. Power is in your soul. It is what your ancestors, your old people, gave you. Power is in the earth. It is in your relationship to the earth. And now I want to end with a quote from Shutesca Martinez. And this is a friend of mine who was born in the year 2000. He was recently interviewed in Rolling Stone magazine about some new songs that he has out, including this one called Magic. And I've left a link to the lyrics from the song Magic as well as that interview. But in there he says, My father taught me to see the magic in everything. Growing up, magic was in the sunrise and the rainfall, in every expression of life, no matter how small. I think that that was one of the most valuable pieces of wisdom that shaped who I was as a young boy. Okay, well, I could go on and on with the quotes and because I love them so much, but I think what it does underscore is just as was said in the introduction of that book that I'm reading, The Native American Wisdom, in that in the introduction it said, you know, there are many different cultures, many different languages, different political systems. But one thing they all have in common is this spiritual connection to Mother Earth this idea that nature is to be honored, not mastered. I find it so interesting that that the way this is articulated throughout all these quotes is so clear, whereas a lot of the terminology that we use, that is, is commonly used, are things that ring kind of hollow to me, like ecology or maybe even quantum physics or metaphysics, there aren't really good ways to articulate these ideas. So I think it is really helpful for us to to go back or to go out and look for these indigenous perspectives and to put ourselves as apprentices to learn from them. So now looping back, in the beginning of this episode, I asked you to to make a place in your heart for this day to be both a day of gratitude and a day of mourning. And I know that that's not something that's easy to do. I always say that being an eco-leader is not for sissies. This this work is not, not easy, 
and it, it requires you to to be able to do things like that. But I think if you are already passionate about doing something for the environment, that means that you're that person that's already experiencing, you know, you order some wonderful, delicious food that you think is going to be amazing, and then it comes out and it's got, you know, they gave you plastic, this, that, and the other. And and so you're, you're already used to experiencing the tragedy and the blessings together. And you're, you're able to see both of those and, and deeply experience both of those. And that's why I'm so thankful that you're listening to this today and thankful for your courage and just for you being a part of this whole thing. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks again for tuning in. Leave your thoughts over in the podcast discussion group. And I'll talk to you again very soon on the Green Team Academy podcast. You, my friend, are doing such important work. Caring about the planet and trying to figure out how to make an impact fast, you're exactly the kind of person that our world needs more of. To make sure that you're not wasting your precious time or energy, make sure you head over to greenteamacademy.com, check out the expert trainings that are available, and get your Green Team Essentials so you'll get the support you need. Thank you for everything you're doing, and I'll see you right back here next time on the Green Team Academy podcast.